a growing economy that gets more from less. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Dr. Andrew McAfee, Principal Research Scientist at MIT and co-founder of the MIT Initiative on the Digital Economy. Welcome, Dr. McAfee. Hi, Tanya. Thanks for having me. So what is the mission of MIT's initiative on the digital economy? My colleagues and I are just trying to figure out how all these crazy science fiction technologies are changing the world, changing business models, changing the labor force, changing jobs and wages, and with my new book, uh, changing our relationship with the planet that we all live on. You mentioned your latest book, uh, More for Less, The Surprising Story of How We Learn to Prosper using fewer resources and what happens next. So just hit the shelves. Talk a little bit about the book and what, what, made you, what, motivated you, what motivated you to write it. I came across this wild essay in 2015 called uh, The Return of Nature, uh, How Technology Liberates the Environment. And I had to click on that headline. It was written by this wonderful guy named Jesse Ozabel. And he made the case that the American economy was year after year using fewer resources, you know, fewer tons of steel, fewer um, tons of fertilizer for crops. And I read that and I thought, I'm sorry, that can't be right. That's not how economies grow. Economies grow, but they need more stuff. They need more material. They need more resources to grow year after year. So I started double checking his numbers and I came to the conclusion he was absolutely right. If anything, he was kind of being circumspect about the phenomenon. And I think it's a huge big deal and it merited a lot of my time and my research effort. And I thought that this is, this is a story that needs to be told and a book is the right way to tell the story. Why did the industrial era, mostly the 19th century, occupy a foundational place in the book? Uh, because all of our viewpoints, I think, about the, our relationship with the planet we live on were formed during the industrial era. And starting from the Industrial Revolution and going forward, human population, human prosperity increased like never before in history. We just took off and we transformed the world but all throughout the industrial era to transform the world and become more prosperous and grow these economies like crazy around the world, we took more stuff from the planet. We took more materials, more resources year after year. And we made some really serious mistakes like wiping out animal species and polluting the environment. And the story in, in this book, the story in More From Less, is how we finally got past those industrial age habits and started not doing all those things, started using fewer resources, started polluting less, and starting, started to take better care of the creatures we share the earth with. I think that's a victory worth celebrating. You mentioned the planet. Okay, so how did a Christmas Eve photograph contribute to a massive change in how we view our role on the planet? In, in 1968, the Apollo 8 crew was orbiting the moon, and they had this astonishing opportunity because the Earth rose behind the moon. And uh, one of the astronauts had the presence of mind to grab a color camera and take a color photograph of this, this blue planet that we live on. You can just see how amazing it is and how lively it is. And there are clouds and there are oceans and land masses, and it's rising in front of this completely lifeless lunar terrain. And like somebody pointed out, that was the point in time in the space race when our view of the space race flipped. And it was no longer what it meant for the cosmos. It was what it meant for this planet that we all live on. So that's this iconic photograph. It's called Earthrise. And a lot of people think it was fundamental to, for the birth of the environmental movement in the United States and elsewhere. How is 
technological progress damage social capital? And is this a trend line that we should actually seek to reverse? More From Less is a really optimistic book because I think there's a lot that we need to celebrate and we need to recognize about an improved relationship with the planet that we all live on. But it's not a Pollyanna, it's not a utopian book. I, I call out a couple real problems. With the natural world, the biggest problem is that we're still cooking the planet and we're not taking enough action to stop global warming. When it comes to the, the human condition, in the rich world, the thing that I'm most concerned about is this visible decline in social capital. And we see these communities that are struggling, not because of dire poverty, but because the deaths of despair are rising, because trust in institutions is falling. You can just see that what, what a sociologist would call social capital is falling apart and people are feeling more disconnected for each other. Repairing those things, bringing connection back and bringing those communities back into, into a healthy state, I think that's really urgent homework for us. Tell us about the gallop of the Four Horsemen. Well, in the book, I use this imagery of four things that we need before we can kind of be assured that we will simultaneously improve the human condition will become more prosperous, and will improve the state of nature as well. We'll take better care of the planet. So I use this image of the four horsemen that allow that to happen, and they're the four horsemen of the optimist, and they are technological progress, capitalism, a public awareness of the fact that we shouldn't kill all the whales or that pollution is bad for us, and responsive government that acts on the will of its people. If you put those four things together, I, I think the future starts to look very bright. You say that predicting how technological process will unfold is like predicting the weather, feasible in the short term and impossible in the long run. But one way or another, doesn't our future on this planet actually depend on technology, innovation, and economic freedom? It, it does, but it doesn't depend on our ability to precisely forecast where AI is going to be in 50 years, for example. That's like predicting what the weather is, is going to be, what the temperature will be you know, on October 1st of 2069. We just, we can't do that. But we can forecast climate with a lot more confidence farther into the future. We know summers are warmer than winters. Uh, we know that the earth is warming and that's a problem. In the same way, we can forecast the climate that we will get if we bring the four horsemen of the optimist, if we let these things happen, we will have even more amazing technologies. If we have economic freedom, we will have more prosperous and healthier societies. And if we have responsive governments, we know we can deal with real challenges like pollution and greenhouse gases. Dr. Andrew McAfee, author of More for, um, for Less and uh, principal research scientist at MIT and co-founder of the MIT Initiative on the Digital Economy. If somebody wants to connect with you, what's the best way they can do that? They can go to my Twitter handle. That's just A McAfee, A-M-C-A-F-E-E, -E, or go to andrewmcafee.org. Hopefully you have a link to how to get your book. And uh, if you guys want to find more of my interviews, you can do that right here or go to tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.